Welcome to IA Financial Group's In Your Interest podcast. My name is Ashley, and today, as usual, I'm joined by my expert colleague, Sebastien McMahon. And we're back today for our first podcast with our new music composed by one of our employees, Frédéric Montplaisir. We'd also like to thank Simon Serré, another one of our colleagues, for the musical arrangement. This week in our podcast, we are talking about RESPs and back to school. So hello, Sebastien. Hello, Ashley. So, Sebastien, it's back to school time. And in a past podcast, you had told us about the benefits of contributing to a registered education savings plan or an RESP. And in today's podcast, we're going to focus more on strategies. But first, what is an RESP, Sebastien? Yeah, RESPs are registered education savings plans. So of course, I, 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 I dislike acronyms with a passion, but here, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to have to throw a lot at you here. RESP, Registered Education Savings Plan, it's a product designed to help Canadians save for post-secondary education. So RESP savings accumulate tax-free, so this is one of the advantages, until the designated beneficiary, i.e. the child, enrolls in a post-secondary institution. So the value of RESPs grows from year to year thanks to contributions made by the subscriber. Often the parent can also be a friend, an uncle, grandparent. The amount of the Canadian Education Savings Grant, or the CESG, the Canada, the Canada Learning Bond, CLB, provided by the Government of Canada, uh, grants from the province of Quebec and British Columbia for those residents in these provinces, and the growth in the value of the assets. So everything goes together. So this you, you get some subsidies in there. This can also grow as the markets uh, grow through time. So there is multiple sources of income here that give uh, a very powerful uh, tool here for savings. Yes, and the CLB, I think it's an important piece, uh, especially if your income is limited it's almost free money, right? Yeah, exactly. Almost free money. And do, who doesn't like free money? <laughs> uh, low-income families can benefit from the CLB even if they haven't contributed one single dollar over their lifetime in an RESP. So in general, this supplement is intended for families receiving the National Child Benefits Supplement. Uh, your financial security advisor will be able to give you all of the details, but basically eligible children are entitled to $500 in the first year of eligibility and and $100 in each subsequent year until the child reaches 15 years old. So the cumulative CLB limit for a child is therefore up to $2,000. And if your parents never opened an RESP in your name, you're listening to this podcast here, you're between 18 and 20, you can open an RESP in your own name, apply for the CLB for all of the years that you were eligible, and just reap the benefits from the this free money that's available to you. So talk to your advisors. Very nice, very nice. And let's talk strategies. When the time comes to pay for post-secondary education and living expenses, how do you go about withdrawing the money from the RSP? Sure, and personally, I'm, I'm in this phase now. I have one yes. of my uh, da daughters that is 18 years old. She's in post-secondary uh, school now. And, you know, it's uh, it's simple, but you need to you need to learn the, uh, the uh, ins and outs. So once the RESP beneficiaries enrolled full-time or part-time in a qualifying post-secondary program, funds can be withdrawn from the RESP to cover expenses. So full-time, part-time, you can start to withdraw. There are two components to a withdrawal. The first one is the withdrawal for post-secondary education, which is more or less just a refund of all of the contributions that were put in. And you don't pay $1 of tax on the money that you take out because it's money that was already taxed. It 
didn't have any uh, fiscal benefits when you put it in there. So you just take the contributions out at once. So if you contributed $50,000 in the fund, you can take this $50,000 out. The other part that's more complicated is the Educational Assistance Payment, or the EAP, which includes various government grants, so federal, provincial, where applicable, the Canada Learning Bond, as well as, as all of the investment income. So this is the second part that you can take out. And for this one, there are rules, like for full-time students, the EAP is limited to eight thousand dollars for the first 13 weeks of the program uh, this amount was increased recently the last federal budget it was five thousand before now it's eight uh, for part-time students, the maximum amount has been raised from 2.5,000 to 4,000. That means that you have access to more money now faster. And are these withdrawals taxable in that case? Yeah, for the contribution per portion, as I said, uh, they are uh, you, can't, you don't pay tax on that. But for the EAP, on the other hand, uh, this is taxed in the hands of the student only when the child withdraws uh, after enrolling in the recognized post-secondary program or institution. So it's the tax rate that the, the child is facing and not the contributor, the parent in this case, right. often the case. And that actually happened to me. Uh, I had I was lucky enough to have an RESP saved up for me, and I I was working quite a bit, uh, full time, and going to school also. And when I took it out, that's when I got hit with the whole yeah, <laughs> income yeah, yeah, yeah. Tax. So, so that, that's why we, you need strategies, yeah, and this exactly. is why this is uh, useful someone. material here. Yeah, definitely. And let's talk about tax efficiency. The RESP is a powerful tool, but why is that? Well, first of all, within RESP, you get free money. So yeah. the Canadian Education Savings. Grant matches 20% of the contributions to the plan up to a lifetime maximum of 7200 per child. Uh, so, in other words, for every $5 that you contributed or that was contributed to your child's RESP, Ottawa contributes $1. So, that's another reason not to delay opening an RESP because it's basically, again, free money. Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, even if you don't get the same tax deduction for RESP contributions as you do for an RRSP, well, the funds in the account can grow tax-free. So hmm. since this income is taxable to the student at the time when he or she probably has little or no other income, which was clearly not your case then, but you know, <laughs> in, gener in general, income is a bit lower. Yeah. The tax the student will have to pay is usually negligible. So for greater tax efficiency, you know, the timing of their withdrawal should be taken into account. Uh, for example, if the child has a lucrative summer job or is paid for an internship during a calendar year, it could be advantageous just to defer the EAP withdrawal to a tax year where the student's income is lower in order to minimize the taxable uh, the, the taxes that are uh, that are payable. And if our income is limited, we've just seen that the RESP is advantageous, but there are also student loans. Do you see any issues with those loans? Well, no, no issues per se, but the eligibility of a, for a student loan is not guaranteed. Uh, the amount you can receive depends on several factors, like your province or territory of residence, your family income, uh, whether or not you have dependents, your tuition and living expenses. And also don't uh, forget that student loans create debt that can be costly. You need to pay interest 
interest on this debt. And, you know, interest rates went up quite a bit over the last uh, year uh, and a half here. So that has an impact. But here there, there is a caveat. If you're uh, living outside of the province of Quebec, the government of Canada has permanently eliminated uh, interest accumulation. So pretty much set the interest rate at zero on Canada student loans as of April 1, 2023. This was a measure that was temporary during the COVID period, and now it became permanent. If you live in the province of Quebec, uh, education is much less expensive uh, in the province of Quebec, where, we, where, where we're resident of, so yeah. here uh, in the province. But uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Quebec government decided not to follow the federal government, and you still have to pay interests on your uh, student loans. The rate was below 3% in early 2022. Now it's close to 8%. Whoa. So it can be uh, sizable. So investing early in an RESP, uh, that means that you have, you know, money that's available then, which is much more efficient over your life cycle rather than just waiting and saying, well, I'll just borrow money when it's mm -hmm. time because uh, instead of being paid interest, you have to pay interest. Absolutely. And sometimes we hear parents who say, I don't think my child will be going uh, to any post-secondary uh, teaching. Uh, we don't, or maybe they'll be taking a sabbatical year. Is it still worth it to open an RESP to cover all eventual eventualities? Yeah, for sure. So the RESP is flexible. So if the beneficiary chooses to take a sabbatical year, yep. you can put the plan withdrawals on hold. So okay. if he or she really isn't pursuing a post-secondary education at all. Contributions can be withdrawn at any time, so you're not going to lose your money. Uh, but although the associated grants must be repaid to the government and also all of the accumulated income uh, from the market gains will have also to be, uh, to, to, to be repaid. But there's always the option of transferring the accumulated income to an RRSP or a spousal RRSP when certain conditions are met. So talk to your financial advisor for that. But opening an RRSP RESP early in a child's life is a good safety net, even if it means converting it to an RRSP later on. All right. Well, thank you, Sebastian, for your invaluable help. You're always very enlightening to us on multiple subjects. And to all listeners, thank you as well for being there. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it. We'll see you all next week. And if you want to learn more about business news until then, please subscribe to our podcast. It's available on all platforms. And you can also visit our economic news page on ia.ca or follow us on social networks. Love this podcast? Want to know more about economic news? Follow our In Your Interests podcast, available on all platforms. Visit the economic news page on ia.ca or follow us on social media.